0: Christmas special. Christmas special! Christmas special Christmas special! Christmas special Christmas special! Christmas special
1: Hello and welcome to a special festive edition of World of Time with me Andy and Me Alex happy Christmas! happy christmas christmas time mistletoe oh, i hate that one no we i'm not i'm one.
2: not against it okay oh, all right like children singing christian rhyme Eesh. i don't i never listen to the sentiment or words of any song i just oh, that's like true. them I forgot for the that. happiness yes
1: <laughs> that's admissible then so have you got Ooh. the sprouts have you got the sprouts on are they boiling
2: I actually did get sprouts today, so yes, I can say this with all honesty, yes, I have sprouts, they'll be cooking shortly.
1: Good. Um, so where do you stand on Christmas, the commercial construct that is Christmas? Christmas.
2: Oh, golly. Um, I really have fallen out of love with it, I, really, I must admit. you can't say that on a christmas episode oh it's great i love it really love christmas (laughs) no No, you can't i'm joking our younger our child uh, for all that we bemoan our childhoods i would say our christmases were pretty good i think that was probably the one time where like there was real effort made to make time feel special and it was never so much about the money. It was about the spending time together and just making little changes to our days. And I think we, we did have a quite a lovely Christmas time. And so I find that I I put less effort into it as an adult for my kids. Like, I, I think I put in more effort day day to day. <laughs> I think they get a, a much better run of things generally in their life. But I yeah. don't think... There is a marked difference between the joy of Christmas and the joy of every day for my kids. So I just I find the whole thing exhausting as a (laughs) as a mother. Uh, Yeah, well, you are a mother of
1: three children. That is quite a lot. Yes,
2: who are really really skilled at looking disappointed at whatever (laughs) I get for them. That's a skill. I know. Yeah, mm. yeah. no matter how hard I try. How about you? Do you love it th- still? You very good
1: no, at No, I really don't. I really struggle with the carols particularly because I think yeah. there's a nostalgic Ooh. thing about the carols and all that stuff. And Oh, I just can't deal with it very quickly after hearing the first few. Um, but <laughs> it's more that I just think it's... A, I know empathetically that it's a really difficult time for loads of people and I don't get that out of my head, which is a bit weird. No, okay. But, yeah so yeah
2: oh, in my it's... head I always thought you still loved Christmas because you were always so good at making things Christmassy and making things a bit more special I thought it really would be a super important oh no kind of I'm,
1: I'm fucking amazing at making Christmas Christmas don't get me wrong yeah
2: but I, I just assumed that was uh, alongside enjoying it no, it's
1: all acting darling all in the acting
2: okay. <laughs> got it <laughs> <Good to know. laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good actor. Um, yes, but it's also because yeah. I kind of have that sort of games master role that people sort of foist upon yes. me, which I used to take, but now it's foisted on me. And I don't, I'm i not actually a keen games master anymore. I'd much rather be entertained by other people who have taken the time to do something. <laughs>
2: yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I'm completely in agreement with you there. Just but where, even though you can naturally fulfil a role um yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you want to um yeah, yeah. no definitely yeah. worth yeah not taking on those tasks when possible yeah
1: well, i've got this nice cozy vision all the same of people perhaps listening to this in their kitchen while they're getting the as i said the sprouts on and the hope the turkey's been in for some time and it's not a comedy special where it's a raw turkey because the oven's not been turned on turn your ovens on now <laughs> Check. how
2: useful you are. And also <laughs> no. in New Zealand, all of these people who will be having ham, the freaks. No what? <laughs> What's <here>. this ham <laughs> business? <laughs> they all have ham for Christmas. do they have a Christmas ham? Can you tell Bizarre. each and every
1: one of them they're wrong?
2: Yeah, I do. You can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't stay quiet on this.
1: No. Anyway, I have pulled... Into the centre of the room, from the corner, the giant time-space visualiser. It's a it's Brilliant. a devil to it's a devil to dust. I tell you, it's a
2: devil to dust. <laughs> Such a good addition to your house, though. I feel it must. I know. Really it's add to it. Decorated
1: with decorated with streamers, a bit of holly. There's really good. tacky um, foil decorations you used to get. So oh, that's I
2: wish good. we still could. We had so many of those. Lametta, any Lametta? <laughs> of course. Lemetta yes.
1: strewn across it. It's actually quite hard to get to the dials. Um, yeah. So it's time for the time space visualizer.
3: What is this machine? I told you, my dear, it's a time space visualizer. You mean a sort of time television? Yes, yeah, like that. Yes, that's exactly what this is. So,
1: Alex, I went first last time. It's your. Turn oh. first to to turn the dials and to choose something and to put the chucker block cassette thing chock-a-block,
2: in. Chucker block, block. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yes, I'm doing that. I'm very excited. I'm just yeah, good. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining myself on a little white car now. The joy is immense. Um, right, I um I take Christmas songs in a very kind of broad view. Christmas mm. songs to me aren't necessarily songs about christmas so um for me a very important christmas song that i feel that everyone will enjoy right now and will get a lot of pleasure from is a song that i actually received as a christmas gift and it is kim appleby don't worry
0: in <laughs> time you'll be fine.
2: Sick. I feel like it just embodies everything that is Christmas for me. It's just the joy of a new single that you're going to play to death. It's Kim Appleby making it on her own. After, I think my <laughs> sister had already died. I think it was all... Quite, yeah, I'm getting quite morbid already. Was
1: not Was um, it Kim that didn't die then? Yes.
2: Yeah, so I think Mel, Mel died quite early. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, if you see... it, You'll see... In the space-time visualizer, just how very happy Kim is as she's singing and dancing. Like I've never seen anyone happier. I think she was taking drugs, but it's great.
1: <laughs> so um, have I told you my terrible, don't worry, Kim Appleby story? No. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not so much of a story. It's more of a uh, a very light anecdote. <laughs> and it was I was sat beside a pool in Ibiza on it a, on a. a a, a wrong holiday in ibiza we were told it wasn't like it was when it was
2: and you um, knew it was and then you got there and it was <laughs> yeah
1: that one of those and this by this pool they had this music system that used to play sort of songs in the club style or <laughs> sort of like <laughs> uh, so the proper of jazzy style And one of the the 10 songs that they played all the time was Kim Alvarez, Don't Worry.
2: In the club style. Oh, nice.
3: That will kill you
2: forever more. Hopefully we've actually fixed that memory for you now. I hope so.
1: Well, I am going to um, choose something quite different for my time-space visualiser of glory. And I should yes. explain to people who didn't tune in to our episode on the Sense rights. Shame on you! I love um, fools! <laughs> we've, we, it's a second-hand time-space visualizer, and we can only bring up old television programmes with music on them. Sorry. Yes. So, no flights of fancy into history for us. No Abe Lincoln. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I am choosing this amazing classic, my favourite Christmas song of all time and I was quite surprised to realise that it is, but it is. Here it is, it's The Waitresses! Oh yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah, I do like that one. Okay yeah yeah, okay.
1: favourite Christmas song it's sort of cheap and nasty and that's one of the reasons I really like it because it's so commercial but it's kind of like yeah good song oh
2: nice okay yes that is very Christmassy good thank you for finally getting me into the spirit
1: yes well I'm pushing it back into the corner it doesn't want to go it likes the limelight now it
2: has cost my favourite Beatles Um, more than the Caliack did
1: (laughs) yes the what the who now (laughs)
2: i don't know what i just said just a collection of vowels and consonants
1: (laughs) i was gonna say that we um we haven't had letters yet but then the episode in which she's not anymore hasn't happened yet so that's probably why
2: (laughs) the letters will flood (laughs) in blood blood. yes
1: okay al i've got a special not christmas inspired but still a good quiz
2: Yay! Please, the quiz, the quiz! I really enjoyed our revenge quiz. I liked our co-opting thing. I want to do that again sometime soon. We should do that. I think
1: we should always do that when we've got one of those Doctor Who quiz books because they're so rock. Yes. So the quiz I've got for you today is called nothing other than Baker or Faker.
2: (gasps) What else could it have been? Brilliant!
1: And for those thinking this is an easy prospect, I'm not telling you how many of them are real or how many of them are fake. It could Me be that just of one it. of them's fake. Or nine of them are real. Or the other way round. <laughs> no one is to know until the end. So, Shit. number one. The Eyes of Nemesis. Submitted in 1975 by Brian Hales, this story saw the Doctor and Sarah in a chase between the hunter, Tor, and his quarry, Lactam. Towards the end of the event, it is revealed that Tor works for the Celestial Toymaker. maker.
2: Oh, fucking hell. All of that is so possible. There was lots of little, little sums of factoids and little unnecessary bits in there. But they're all, that's the way you work. But also that's the way you work. And that could be the information that's real. And then I don't trust a word you say. <laughs> I need Brian here. I need him. Can I tell you something
1: else? I put this down on my desk last night, you know, on Christmas Eve, in inverted commas, and I read through them, and I didn't know any more which ones were real and which ones were fake. (laughs) Dear listener, it had to happen at some point. Ironically, on an episode about the most missing Doctor Who episode of them all, we lost Alex's half of the recording from this point on. But fear not, all will be well. It is Christmas, after all. I will now continue with the quiz... But this is just for you and then i'll reveal how alex did on the quiz when we first recorded before we are thankfully joined by alex again for a re-record of our views on the feast of stephen so i'm just going to repeat that first one again the eyes of nemesis submitted in 1975 by Brian hales this story saw the doctor and sarah in a chase between the hunter tor and his quarry Lactem towards the end of the adventure it is revealed that tor works for the celestial toymaker so is that baker or Faker. Who you made your decision? That's a Baker. Number two, The Flight of Kanji, Faker or Baker. Submitted in 1976 by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, this story concerned the discovery of a planet that had gone out of orbit, a shadow realm where all is in darkness. The writers later reworked elements of this idea for the Armageddon factor. So number two, The Flight of Kanji, is that Baker, Or faker okay it's faker the nightmare planet written by Dennis Spooner this four-part story concerned a planet where drugs in the food and water are used to control the populace punishment would be meted out by temporary withdrawal from the drugs which would cause people to see monsters all around them Baker or faker okay so that one is Baker it's true Shield of Zareg, written by Ted Lewis and also known as The Doppelgangers. The search for the fourth segment of The Key to Time takes the and Romana to medieval Nottingham, where they meet Robin Hood and discover that the alleged hero is actually a black-hearted villain. Decided? That one is a baker. It sounds very like Androids of Tara. Number five, The Lost. Written... By Robert Tronson, this four-part story saw the Doctor Romana searching for the fifth segment of the Key to Time in a meteorite belt near Saturn. There, they meet the last members of a race of psychic vampires, the Lost. What do you think? Well, that one is a faker. I made it up. Number six, Erinella, written by director Pennant Roberts. This four-part story was commissioned in 1979 as Dragons of Fear. The adventure would involve the planet Erinella and two men fighting over a princess. The Doctor would become involved in his own timeline by arriving at the wrong time and becoming accused of being a poisoner. Erinella by Pennant Roberts. What do you think? Well, that one's a baker. Checkpoint Charlie. A story idea by Douglas Adams, apparently taking place in Berlin in 1961, but actually an artificial reality experience on the planet HAL Alpha, run by the warmongering Zerlogs. What do you think? Well, that one's a faker. Number eight, The Time Menace. Written by producer Graham Williams in 1979, having completed their quest for the key to time, the Doctor and Romana are summoned back to Gallifrey, but death stalks the Capitol. Okay, that one's a faker. The Tearing of the Veil. Written by Alan Drury, the scripts were commissioned for this four-part story in April 79. The adventure was set in the Victorian era, and the entire action was to take place in and around a vicarage. The vicar has recently died, and fake spiritualists are exploiting his widow. The first episode would open with a seance during which the TARDIS would arrive. Baker or Faker? Well, that one's Baker. How are you doing? finally into the comet written by james follett this story involved monsters attacking a race of beings who live inside Halley's comet unaware that there is anything beyond it they believe that their world is the sum and total of the universe into the comet would have featured romana and canine well that last one was a baker you got seven pretty good pretty good Yes. I think I only conned you with two of mine because one was a real one that you didn't get. But still, good. And that was the quiz. So, a little new segment just just for Christmas. I just wanted to ask you, what is your favourite Doctor Who Christmas special?
2: Oh, well. Well, you might ask. Um, I will tell you Um, it is The Runaway Bride it is an absolute Ah. classic it's got Catherine Tate being wonderful you may you're feeling like then you may never see Catherine Tate be this brilliant again at the time you're like this this is it this is the companion that never was that really ought to have been and she's just so brilliant so fun so glad that they then brought her back but yeah yeah. masses of fun love the stuff about her and her chap and the way he kind of wooed her and like that he's a bit horrible to her love the interaction between her and David Tennant and, and yes very very happy excitingness and just more plot than you're expecting from a Christmassy type show I think it just yeah it it's certainly um, it's something that our story du jour could have learned a lot from
1: <laughs> indeed um, I'm gonna say something that the kids say. I hard agree with you.
2: Oh, do they really? <laughs> they hard <do>. agree. <laughs> well in flight! That is that is physically impossible! How do you tell me where I am?
3: I demand you tell me right now where am I?
2: Inside the TARDIS. Uh, what? The TARDIS. What? The TARDIS! The, what It's called the TARDIS!
3: That's not even a proper word! You're just saying things! How did you get in here? Well, obviously when you kidnapped me. Who was it? Who's paying you? Was it Neris? Oh, my God, she's finally got me back. This has got Neris written all over it. Who the hell is Neris? Your best friend. Hold on, wait a minute. What are you dressed like that for? I'm going to in Bowling. What do you think, Dumbo? I was halfway up the aisle. I've waited all my life for this. I was just seconds away and then you... No. I don't know you drug me
2: or something i haven't done anything i'm having the police on you me and my husband as soon as he is my husband we're gonna sue the living backside off you
1: i think it was probably my runner-up in this in this particular category um my favorite has to be a christmas carol a christmas carol which i think is just gorgeously written and played and yeah that story of that man and that love affair with that girl who's only got so long to live and
2: it is the epicness beautiful. of
1: it, yes, it is very beautiful. And the sharks, the flying sharks, and lovely fish and flying everything.
2: sharks, and her lovely voice.
1: Yeah, it's Catherine Jenkins who actually usually annoys me, but I get, get past the fact that she's kind of a bit irritating. But the singing what, and why do her role
2: is she in stuff in the UK a lot? Is that why I she's think annoyed? it's just
1: her tabloid presence. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of like you know, or her appearance on on shows and I just think well no she, she can actually act and she can sing but I I don't care about her personal life right <laughs> don't Okay, yeah. and we're meant to care about her personal life in the Are way we? that we're meant to with celebrities yeah it's... okay also there's less Amy and Rory in that one and I'm quite happy with any story where they're sort of in the
2: background. always a good place keep them off the screen and stuck somewhere <laughs>
0: Don't take aside. Hello, my old friend.
1: So, so I, I imagine that when you were thinking about this question, which I did ask you in advance, your mm-hmm. favourite Christmas episode, there wasn't a chance that our story de jour would feature.
2: <laughs> no, you're right, not a chance in shitting hell. <laughs> wow.
1: Today we are looking at Doctor Who's first Christmas special, the Daleks' Master Plan, episode seven, The Feast of Stephen.
3: There's a bloke in there. Why? A bloke a long white hair. I just saw him. Did you? Aye. Well, while we have the Terranium, their plan cannot work. I don't think the Daleks will attack the solar system so the until they've checked their time destructor. What can we do? But I think we might perhaps be able to destroy the Terranium before they catch us up. And then I will come to you on my camel and sweep you away across the desert. No, no, terrible. OK, Harry, terrible. cut down at 23. You've well, got to give it more feeling. she's not the sack of potatoes. No, he is the sack of potatoes. Where did you find him, on a rubbish dump? I resent that. Sarah, will you be? I don't know, but a strange man kept telling me to take my clothes. Now, come along. we must go back to the times. This is a madhouse, it's all full of animals. Come
2: along. Shall I give you a synopsis?
3: (laughs) Before you give me a synopsis, can I
1: just flick through the radio times idly while I sit by the fireside? Um, yeah. Oh, yes, let's. If you'd been watching the TV, the television box, on Christmas Day, nineteen sixty-five, which, by the way, rude. Play games with your family. It's nineteen sixty-five. You shouldn't be on the television, should you? Uh, you should be playing. You should be playing. What's that card game? Old Maid, <laughs> or Happy Families? I don't know.
2: Ew! God, you're making Christmas <laughs> so miserable. Don't <laughs> what make was me Nineteen
1: sixty-five. That's why you're watching the TV. Um, so you've watched the Laurel and Hardy film. A, a gala of free ice, a free skating, free skating, free ice skating, ice skating. I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was confused by by my note saying free skating. Isn't skating always free?
2: And they definitely didn't have and Dean no. level or, or ice skating even then, did they? Cousins. I bet they just kind. Of, I bet they were like Joanne Conway, <laughs> kind no, of shit. just have a bit of a twist and no, fall no, over. Oh, brilliant! You'd like. <laughs> I love how shit you Conway was. You'd
1: watch. be like, oh, she's doing <laughs> a her first triple sulco or a double sulco. Oh, <laughs> no, there, it
0: never
2: <laughs> no, was a triple. It <laughs> <laughs> was a single <laughs> <Yeah>. at best. She was a single that she could never land.
1: <laughs> honestly, it was like always. The commentators were obviously clearly behind her, like they'd actually seen her do a triple, a double before at some point. That was, honestly, it was always so disappointing. Anyway, um, Billy Smart Circus Disney Time all. Ripe to be underlined in the Radio Times by an eager child and the Panto Mother Goose. Oh yeah. Followed.
2: Doesn't that Do you be... know who the celebs were in Mother Goose? Were there celebs in it?
1: John Pertwee was in it, no less.
2: <gasps> no way! Actually, you've been down playing that, I'd be defo watching that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. Then came Oh my god, Mum, Dad, Doctor Who's actually on Christmas
2: Day! I oh, can't believe it. Something called the Feast of Stephen. Wow. Well,
1: exciting.
2: Doesn't it though? It sounds Christmassy and fun and a play on words. You know the Companion's called Stephen. Did you know? Did you? Ah,
1: yes. Wow. Wow! They've really thought this through.
2: I think so. Real planning's gone so, into this one. So can we have a synopsis, Al? Oh, you can. You can. Um, right. I feel like... You could change what I say quite considerably for each, because it just didn't make any fucking sense. It was just, I think, someone dropped acid and then mad shit happened. <laughs> um, they landed in the north, the north of England. Um, the, when I say they, let, let me be clear. Sarah Kingdom, going to call her that. Don't even try to stop me. Um, Stephen <laughs> and the Doctor land in the TARDIS, just in case you're wondering Um, in Manchester I'm guessing, but the north Um, they get out, have a look around find that there's an old man in a police station moaning about his greenhouse Um, why? don't know, any reason? definitely not Um, they kind of they have some inane chat and then oh God, I feel lost now um, Sarah <laughs> Sarah comes out goes back in, For I think they're all fine now I don't know why they went out in the first place they went back in, they went back in the TARDIS again and then they ended up on the set of uh, in some studios shooting a film, a silent movie it's awful there's a lot of screaming, screaming screaming, screaming, screaming screaming beyond all hell Um <laughs> There's no plot. There's some shake somewhere. There's there's fake policeman running back and forth, and and there's ah, oh, and it's awful. And then and then the <coughs> doctor, the doctor toasts us, and oh, in the middle they remember that they're fighting the Daleks. The end.
1: <laughs> I don't think your synopsis has ever been more accurate. So, so take oh. a bow.
2: Or pained, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm doing it. I'm doing right. it. I'm bowing. So it was it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so this missing episode, which will never be found, and I think we're probably quite glad about that now, aren't
2: we? <laughs> yeah, really quite grateful. I, you know, I was thinking the fact that um, that we've lost our episode, and this was a lost episode. I was thinking it'd be so good if I had a stalker. And they'd actually been videoing me last night, recording this, and then the lost episode of the lost episode of the Feast of Stephen could be recovered in years to come because some weird stalker had recorded me, and it would be fantastic, and that would be the best (laughs) ever Doctor Who missing episode recovery story ever. (laughs) It would, apart from the
1: fact I don't I don't like the idea of the stalker particularly. I think that's oh, it's a friendly
2: stalker. They they just like my clothes. They were just okay.
1: (laughs) That's all fine then.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Um, so tell me about your previous experience of the Daleks master plan
2: um, thought that it might be quite good like a bit of Sarah like a bit of Katerina Stephen, well I don't like them I just don't know them and therefore they have mystery and allure um, ah. S- Stephen I never really got along with but willing to give him a chance um, excited by the, the hugeness of it in the past I was always like my god this is massive it must be the best one ever they must have put so much thought into this they must have made it 12 episodes because they really had a big story to tell and I'm hopeful that that's the case but I'm now doubting it greatly um (laughs) it did feel quite fillery um and so yes I have no previous experience I didn't really know the feast of Stephen existed until you told me last week um and yeah, it it's not something I've I've at all been au fait with. So, yeah, I'd like to say I was excited.
1: Yeah. So I remember reading the Doctor Who Monthly's back in the day and seeing the episode guide feature, which had all the cliffhangers for stories and reading the Dark's Master Plan one, thinking this sounds amazing and it's 12 episodes and all the things you said as well. The mystery, the allure of Katerina and Sarah, as we've always called her. We've always called her Sarah, and the Doctor calls her Sarah in this episode, so I think we're quite justified.
2: Um, but we do probably trust... Why call her Sarah? Stephen's probably well, more correct with pronunciation, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yes,
1: true. But why call her Sarah... Why call her... Oh, words. Yeah. Why call her Sarah with a, not, without Where's an H, your H you want to call her Where's
2: Sarah? Where's your fucking H? If you've got no H, you've got no right to a Sarah.
1: Anyway, so I knew there was this Christmas episode in the middle, but um, I think I'd listened to it on the full soundtrack once, because I listened to the whole soundtrack one, (gasps) one, I say one day, it was never in one day. Oh God, why?
2: Was it any good?
1: I think it was in the car. It was in the car, I think we listened to it. And I think we were like, there's elements of, we like the epicness, the flow of the story, Um, and the first three episodes, three, three to four episodes are good, and the last Few episodes are good, but in the middle there's a whole load of nonsense there... about invisible creatures and.
2: So was that with commentary? That
1: going to Egypt for no reason, um, with Peter Purvis doing linking narration. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Have you done it twice? But, was it a one a one off type one?
1: It was once. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not I think if we ever do it for the podcast we'd have to do it in two hours. Yeah arms. no we're not doing that. But... <laughs>
2: we're not. <laughs> Just let you know. Not actually well well not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway,
1: so um what's my take on this? Yes, please tell um, me I was I was quite surprised at how appalling it was. Particularly the second half. The shouting in the second half is just unforgivable. <sighs> Everyone talks over each other. You've no idea what's, being, what's going on. It's and the first half is just so hackneyed. And once you've not got the, the Zed Cars policemen in it... There, there was no
2: reason for it. It's yeah, Without them, it really was nothing. Yeah. They should have thought, OK, that's uh, that idea of having the Zed Cars guys in hasn't worked. Let's come up with a new idea. They, I mean, what part of that script were they so married to... That they couldn't give it up. Like honestly, they could have just had a quick ten-minute brainstorm and said, "Right, as about we do that." Like anything, would have had more content, yeah. more plot, more intrigue than what we had to watch. There was just, it was it was disgusting actually that anyone would say that their job <sighs> was to have created any part of that. You should feel embarrassment. It, oh. Excuse
3: me. You must be the new bloke from G Division. Come to help us out. I beg your pardon? I say, you must be the new bloke from G Division. Must I? Oh! Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've come about the old man. Old man? What's old man? Well, he was brought in here a minute ago. Oh, he's with the CID. you better wait till they finish finished with oh, him. Yeah, I'm well, back. I've got to get to him. Well, you'll have to wait, lad. He'll be out here again soon. Now, wait over there. <laughs> now, what about my greenhouse? Oh, yes. Now, where was it, you said? Well, for a start, it's
1: not in my garden. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 we watched the documentary, the one by the wonderful Gavin Rymill, and I mean, a really good documentary on it on YouTube. Um, do check it out, dear listener. And Marisa and I were sat there, and Marisa just couldn't believe not only, she just said it had a writer. Yeah. When they were talking a bit about writing and how there was like or virtually three writers on it, or whatever it was, because of Donald Tosh and Dougie yes. Canfield. She's like it ha- but she couldn't believe it had one writer let alone three no. i mean
2: it really honestly. was just a load of people just saying some shit and just thinking oh yeah that's enough just yeah it mm. ad libbing would have been a joy compared to that rubbish
1: Ugh. Yeah. and it was it was very sexist and very racist wasn't it all the way through
2: um yeah just for no value like i'm not saying there's ever value in racism but at least back in the 80s when racist comedy was like really the only comedy um the the purpose of it was to try and create a joke or a punchline even though it was at the expense of someone this stuff was just racist sexist tripe without any purpose without any punchline without anything it was just let's have a go at homeless people let's have a go at arabs let's have a go at gypsies there like it's just really really awfully yeah. kind of the only people that we want to enjoy Doctor Who definitely don't fit into those categories. We want the people who have a good income, most likely white, um, so they can all join in thinking, aren't those other people rubbish? Because they're not our audience. It was, yeah, it was nasty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thought process that has has um Professor Webster as a white man coming in to give the Information on Arabian customs.
2: Yes, <laughs> he would know better <laughs> than anyone from the Middle East. He yeah. knows, knows it all. Yeah,
1: yeah, and just the way Sarah's treated in London as well. It's like I'm saying Sarah now all the time. Good. Sarah, Sarah, Good. Sarah. Good. Um, That's who she is. It's just like, well, in the Hollywood segment, she's kept being told to remove her clothes, and the police in the in the um, London bit are they implying that she's? I don't know is there implications around that she's a a woman of the night or did I make that up
2: I don't know I do I think I miss a lot of that stuff because I I choose choose not to see it where I can possibly not see it so I may have missed that or just have (laughs) fallen asleep quickly you never know
1: (laughs) yeah so was there anything you liked about it is anything
2: you pick out and you thought oh I like that bit oh maybe there was a bit give me a moment (laughs)
1: Well, I'll give you some of mine. SOFA SYSTEM!
2: SOFA SYSTEM!
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was one of Hartnell's fluffs, wasn't it? The sofa system rather than the solar system. Brilliant. (laughs) Um, He was on fluffy form, wasn't he? Bless him. Yeah, never not. There's, There's that bit about opening or closing the doors that he got wrong near the start, which was enjoyable. I should have
3: to go outside and try and distract him. Meanwhile, you can stay here for a while, then come out and do the scanner. Yes, but you said the air out there was so bad that if we... Never mind what I said, my dear boy. Do as you're told. Now open the doors and remember to open them and shut them after I've gone. Yes, sir.
2: I like that it was northern. That was quite that was quite a departure for, for Doctor Who. We'll set this yeah. in the north. It really, yeah, you could tell they were confused. And especially when uh, Stephen says oh I'm just talking like everyone else is and he's doing his fucking Scouse accent which none of them have definitely that just felt like yes, northerners are just northern it doesn't matter there's no actual specifics in there they're just they actually probably could have got some uh, yeah, guidance from um, well not guidance but well they could have been the people to guide the ones in Mark the Rani give them a bit of an idea on northern accents <laughs> I
1: couldn't even lift a toby um, <laughs> so Oh, yeah, it's a struggle, How is your it? Scouse, like... by the
2: way? I've never heard your Scouse. Can My you do Scouse? scouse? Yes.
3: <laughs> I was just about to try.
1: The only, the, <laughs> the only Scouse I can do is
3: Sonia. Um, no. I
0: am I
2: am no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the
2: only sketch I can do oh actually yeah, I really need to sophist- watch that again Sophisticated <laughs> 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 that's really good oh, that's really good it's like so many letters in Sophisticated when she
1: says it isn't it <laughs> yeah
2: it is I love oh, that I will play a but bit please of that ki- oh if you got that clip I'd love to hear it again oh Brilliant. I'll it in yeah now we come to the quick fire trivia section what car do I drive M. Um. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite drink? Um.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, no. Um. No. The mercy
2: <laughs> Please choose five words that you feel best describe you from the following list. Erm...
0: Oh, um, sophisticators. Singer. baby
1: thank you it's great. See ya. what else did I like God I'm struggling to like things no, there was I so like the little Christmas I like the little Christmas bell decoration that you could see in the background in the police in the police <laughs>
2: I mean, struggling liked <laughs> <laughs> noticed <laughs> noticed <or liked>. all right <laughs> okay Spot the things. Yes, carry on. Spot the
1: things. We liked a citizen of the universe and a gentleman to boot. I like that line for the Doctor. I used to have that on a poster, I think, of
2: William Hartnell. I think and that was like Is that before you yeah, knew like how that. bad his acting was? <laughs> it's actually probably yes. the best way to to, <laughs> to take on a bit of William Hartnell is when it's actually just printed. You can't fuck that <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> actually that'd be quite a good poster, wouldn't it? If you could just have all of his fluffs and it would just be like what the words he actually says and the words he was supposed to say, I quite enjoyed that. Indeed. Well question of knowledge,
3: dear boy. I mean you have a in this country, have you not uh, Travel broadens the mind. You mean you're not English? No, good gracious no. Scottish? No. <laughs> are you Welsh then? Oh, you will have to think a far bigger way than that. Your ideas are too narrow, too small, too crippled. All <laughs> right, all right. What are you then? Well, I suppose you might say that I am a citizen of the universe and a gentleman to boot. He's having his honour bit, isn't he, sir?
1: I did like the fact when he was saying to the film Starlet, I like the word Starlet. <laughs> good. Um, go and put some more clothes on child run along i like that i thought that was funny but i think that was the only funny line that worked
2: yes you know one that was funny yeah and attempted to be funny and managed to land uh did you watch any of the um animated version no oh i didn't well give it well i say give it a crack don't give it a crack because that would involve watching it again but just take my word for it the person who animated it really went to town on Stephen's nose. It was a lot of fun. His nose <laughs> oh was massive. It was the biggest thing in every scene. It was really quite enjoyable. It does not represent his real nose, but it, it, honestly, you'd get lost in there. It was absolutely cavernous. <laughs> so, yeah, that was something else I enjoyed too. Wow.
1: But tell me, you did enjoy the revelation that that man... So by the time was Bing Crosby, that was clever, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they just did it so seamlessly without any unnecessary elbowing it in with over the top fucking explanations. They just they've really had, yeah, such clever wit and scripting <laughs> to make that just a, a beautiful piece. I did I did like, but I know it's probably the bit I liked that greenhouse dude. The fact that there was an in-joke there. Yes, it was an in-joke that no one would ever get. But the fact that he had been in, was it The Savages?
1: No, The Crusade.
2: The crusades It was a one-word partner. It could have been. Could have <laughs> been anything. Um, yes, and I so I just like that they kind of had a bit of a reference to that. Yes, it was an in-joke. Yes, no one would have got it. But it's quite nice when they do that kind of thing. A doctor Who's very much about the in-jokes, I think. So, yeah, go for it.
1: So, what would you have given it out of a hundred if you'd been an audience member,
2: <laughs> one of
1: those on the panel? Out of a hundred, what would you have given it?
2: Oh, okay. So, I always like to give a bit for encouragement. Like if I'm if, <laughs> if I'm ever gonna mark something, I'm always like, well, if I want them to do this again, I have to give them some marks. Um, yeah. But probably out of a hundred, four. You're not getting to 10. I think you're probably on about a seven. Seven out of a hundred. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. I think I would probably just give it... I would probably give it 18. I don't know. Nice. Just because it's Doctor Who. I don't want them to cancel it. So I'll give them 18 no, out of hundred. No, you've
2: always got that fear, haven't you?
1: Yeah. But um, on average, the UK public gave it 39% in the appreciation index. So very generous, I think.
2: Yeah, but then <laughs> but, um, let's just have a think that's, they were comparing that not to like Strictly Come Dancing they're comparing that to not even Joanne Conway falling down on ice so really <laughs> That's true. Uh, like That's you true. just the, the, the bar was low
1: <laughs> exactly and that Mother Goose production was probably awful it was probably just John Pertwee gurning for hours it <laughs> yeah, so. really would well have been <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was just to give you the the um behind the scenes on the Appreciation Index, the rest of the Dark Master Plan got, like, about 50s, early 50s, um, late 40s, so it wasn't that much lower. So it doesn't give me, as you say, much hope for the rest of that Master Plan
2: story. Yeah, I'm not not really uh, queuing up for that one.
1: So would you like to visit Christmas 1965, this Doctor Who episode aside?
2: Is that a world you'd like to see? In my head... I think it would be a wonderful place. Why do Ooh. I think that? Um, there's something about the 60s that just seems so brilliantly weird. Like, to me, everything that went before, when I say everything, I mean everything in the 20th century because I can't think any further about yeah. than that because it scares me. But, yeah. the, it, like, when you look at the changes in fashions from, like, the 20s to the 40s and that kind of thing, there was, like... There was changes and there were there were notable differences, but it wasn't huge. But the shift in everything in the sixties was just utterly mental. Like it, you just comparing the sixties to any of the previous decades, and you're like, "Wow, what just happened to everyone?" And I hope it was drugs. Like I may, I reckon acid was a good chunk of it, but like it just. There's just a freedom and an excitement and a joy with everything that you see. They're just colours. All I can think of in the sixties is just how bright everything was. I'm imagining, you know, orange curtains and Diana Riggs cat suits, and like they're just everything has brightness and vivacity. So yeah, no, I think I would really like to. I'd I'd really struggle with sexism. I might punch a lot of people, but yeah, I think it would be good. <laughs> that would
1: be totally justified. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I always think of the um, the front room of Grandma and Granddad Hudson, and think that would be where Christmas would be. I could imagine Christmas there, and it being kind of quite not riotous, but in sixties terms, riotous. Yes. I don't know. Someone but at in the, the piano, sort of very definitely. Way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hmm. that'd be quite fun. Yeah, I, I, I do definitely want to play a, a few of those. 60s games. There's no there's no 60s twister, no 60s jenga. What is it? What 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 are we playing? 60s. I think we're
1: rubbing balloons up and down each other.
2: Yeah. We're <laughs> we, are we rubbing not so now. Yeah, I think it really did. Okay, good.
0: Yeah? Everything what else, else are we doing? I oh, thought we're probably was batting
1: that post... things across the
2: room. Was oh, that postman post. game like 60s? Crazy that... post. Yes. yes. Oh, so we if that's what the 60s is, then take me there. Crazy Post was how, the best Do you remember how
1: dangerous day. that game was? Explain Crazy <sighs> Post to the listener.
2: Uh, to be honest, I might struggle because I don't actually remember the real purpose of the game. So I think you had a number of little cardboard letter letterboxes. They were just basic little about boxes. About
1: 30. About 30. Yeah.
2: And they had on them a number of destinations, didn't they? There were like five mm-hmm. destinations on them. And you'd place yes. them in different rooms in the house. Um and I think I was really good at it because my memory was brilliant then. And basically, you had like a load of letters, I guess, to post, which all were just on them was just the name of the location that you needed to post them in. And yeah, so you'd have a finite amount to post, and you everyone else had the same amount that they need to post. And so you'd be running around the house trying to find the correct post box for that mail and you just have to keep posting them into the right one and you'd be crashing into people and bumping people out of the way. Did I get that right?
1: Yes, but the the added thing was that I don't know whether you just said this and I tuned out in which case apologies if I did. But um the 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 place names were just very slightly different on some of the post boxes. Right. So if you remembered which ones were which there was Lisburn but there was also Lisgard, and so you'd think you'd know which Oh, I remember that was in that postbox and you run to it you say oh no slightly different name so there was that jeopardy going on as well But and could you only do injuries... one at a
2: time as well you didn't carry them all with you did you you only could do that's one right, at a time that's
1: went back and got one more but I don't know yeah. how obviously it must have been scoring how many but it was so dangerous the amount of people the amount of injuries and falling over was just insane
2: and how but... did it rely on us all being honest
1: oh i had not thought of that
2: <laughs> i think we were just honest i, I that's the thing just... i'm always shocked when people play dishonestly with anything i just i can't <laughs> play against rules just because i get no pleasure from it but yeah, well, yeah there's that must have been but because you
1: could have just put that little little letter in any postbox couldn't
2: you because when always... anything said that wasn't me that was it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> more very... arguments there <laughs>
1: You've encouraged me to think about Crazy Post. If Boris Johnson saves Christmas, I might play Crazy Post
2: here. (gasps) Honestly, in your house, Crazy Post would be beyond, oh my God. I think it would be be...
1: absolutely dangerous. Someone would be in hospital.
2: It's worth it. Absolutely worth (laughs) it. It's worth it.
1: it. (laughs) I do feel I need to reassure the listener that I don't believe that Boris Johnson could save anything, let alone Christmas, before, I... good. before we continue. Yeah, don't yes. worry.
2: No one's in the best solution, but yes, good. Phew, <laughs> good.
1: So, um, on this Christmas day, I hope everything's deep and crisp and even, and yes. that your turkey's coming along well now. And oh, don't the leave the turkey. parsnips in too long. The parsnips, people leave the parsnip in, they always parsnips in
2: too do. You don't need to parboil the parsnips, that's the thing.
1: That's true, isn't it? I yeah. didn't realize that for quite some
2: time. How do you like <laughs> your
1: carrots? I always put some nutmeg and butter in there. No.
2: Lots of butter. Shit ton of butter. Yeah. Don't care about the nutmeg. Um, oh, talking of nutmeg. Nutmeg, yes. God, so fucking good. How do you get these things in there? Oh, I know. Hell.
1: Yes. So, big Big Sister Anna now has a a dog called Nutmeg that um is probably making their lives a misery this Christmas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I reckon right this morning Nutmeg has just gone under the tree and ripped the shit out of all of the presents. (laughs) (laughs) Nutmeg just ruined Christmas everyone! (laughs) (laughs) Go Nutmeg! Sorry, go No, that was it. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh,
1: um, these Dachshunds are very low to the floor, so... I It's a Dachshund, yes, Uh, good. Yeah, so, yeah, is that... Joan was telling me this, Maurice's mum, that apparently they get really dirty bellies, really dirty, more than owners know. And it's disgusting that you have to keep cleaning their bellies. Oh.
2: Heard. Well, that's what Cromwell always had, isn't it? Cromwell, um, uh, moxeton So bracken. the. I don't think most...
1: we can talk about... We can't talk about bracken while people are preparing food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the ulcerated creature from hell. <laughs> it was just a fair... <laughs> Matted mass of puss and grossness, wasn't it? There's just so you know, many, so many like bits. On, pat it
1: pat it. <laughs> no, because
2: your hand would come away with, with, I don't
1: know what on your hands.
2: It would like... be like that dude off the British Empire, wouldn't it? It'd just be yes. awful. It was
1: like Colin, his head.
2: Yes. <laughs> Poor, yes. Bracken. Poor nothing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, yes, but like that makes not like that. <laughs> from...
1: <laughs> I feel like we've deviated slightly from the feast of Stephen, but yeah. um, this jury saying no, saying no. Just don't do it to
2: yourselves. Theory. If you haven't watched it, well done you. You have saved yourselves. If you're thinking you'd like to watch it, um, I know what I know what you should what? do. Okay. You okay. should. Revel in the fact that you have the joy of doctor who in your heart. You should think yes, I doctor who does make me happy doctor who is a place of joy and happiness and I want to just live in that world for a second so actually watch something else. Watch a different Doctor Who. Watch a Doctor Who that gives you the warmth and cosiness of Christmas. Give yourself that joy. Do not believe that you will get any pleasure out of the Feast of Stephen. We love Doctor Who. Hating one episode does not mean we don't like Doctor Who. So just let that go by the by and just immerse yourself in something wonderful. I think Revenge would be lovely right now. Or Talons, you know, just something solid. Just really give yourself some joy right now. There you go.
1: Mm. So I'm going to recommend, I don't know, a watch of Terror of the Zygons, I think, is where I'm feeling.
2: Oh, that's so freaking cosy. That is Christmas absolute. Oh, yes. Yes. If you could watch it while wearing a kilt, or even just a tartan scarf. like You don't need to go the whole hog, just give yourself...
1: But underwear, please.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to. If you're just staying in your house, no, exactly. you don't it doesn't matter, pictures, does pictures, just whatever you want. You don't even have to be clad at all. If you want to do Naked Doctor Who with central heating on, and you don't have central heating here, then carry on. But just give yourself yeah. happiness.
1: Oh, seeing as we were doing Feast of Stephen, Sheila Dunn, watch her as Petra in Inferno. That's a Christmas marathon I'd like to do.
2: Yes, is it? Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm on board the the Inferno train yet. Um, oh. Maybe it's one we need to do at some point so I can learn to like it. So, hmm? so anyway, yeah.
1: what have the viewers learned today? They've learned <sighs> what our favourite Christmas stories are. They've learnt how to say Sarah Kingdom properly, i.e., Sarah. Yeah. Um,
2: what else? Um, we've learnt that just filling an episode with noises isn't actually sufficient to call it a proper Doctor Who episode. It just a plot is required of some kind just to make an episode worthwhile. Without plot we are nothing.
3: <laughs> it's that guy, my He's my to <laughs> me. Get those out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my hey you I back here. Did like you my see team. those two? Wait. Oh God, i want back here! Oh, no, oh no. there's There's no camera running now! Save it to Stein the look at my eye. Hey you! Look, Come look, here. look at my eye! I want those two back here! Not He's great! Big of a Look at my eye! Look at my
1: So, we're going to play out now with I'm going to spend my Christmas with a Dalek by The Go-Go's. Um, originated from Newcastle, the Go Go's, by the way, this band.
2: That's good. See, the northern so, connections are strong. Just solid today. Yes. You can just do a northern accent. So while we play out... that would be like Stephen. Could you just do a Geordie accent? Because that would happen if you arrived in Manchester. Carry on.
1: <laughs> so as we play out to these strains of the Go Go's, it's a happy Christmas
2: from me. Oh, and Merry Christmas from me to you all.
1: Bye bye, listeners, and we'll see you next week for New Year's Revels. Look, there's a link. Revels. New (laughs) Year Revels. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) Bye.
3: Bye. Here we are. What's this? We so rarely get a chance to celebrate, but this time we must. Celebrate? Yes. It's Christmas. Don't you remember the police station Christmas? So it was, yes. Here's a toast. A happy Christmas to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Same to you, Doctor. (laughs) Incidentally, a happy Christmas to (laughs) all of you at home.
0: I bring you greetings from all the
3: with a dialect, and hug him underneath the mistletoe. And if he's very nice, I'll feed him sugar spice, and hang a Christmas stocking from his big left toe. And when we both get up on Christmas morning, I'll kiss him on his chromium-plated head, and take him in to say hi to mom, and frighten daddy out of his bed. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas.
1: and welcome to a special festive edition of World Enough and Time. My name is Alex. (laughs) 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 That one's going in at the end,
0: but this is the one one
2: at the start. Dump it.